0: From the Cairo Radio Newsroom in Seattle, I'm Dave Ross, and these are the Ross Files. Well, local politics is heating up. Jenny Durkin, as we know, is not going to run for mayor. Lorena Gonzalez is going to uh, run for mayor. And look who's going to run for Lorena Gonzalez's seat, Sarah Nelson of Fremont Brewing. When you decided to do this, uh, you didn't know she was going to run for mayor, I'm guessing. That is correct. So... Since she won the at-large election with like 70% of the vote last time, uh, this is a big deal for you.
1: Yes, it is. And I am ready to work on my priorities of economic recovery and holding Seattle City Council accountable for its actions and surviving and overcoming the ravages of this pandemic.
0: Okay. Tell us about yourself, Fremont Brewing. uh, How has it started and how has your business changed over the years
1: (laughs) For people that don't know me, um Sarah Nelson running for position 9. I've lived in Seattle for 30 years and my husband and I started Fremont Brewing in 2009. And 2020 you might have a different opinion, but 2020 was the toughest year that I can remember for residents and businesses alike. And I'm running because it's time for a uh to have the voice of a small business owner on city council because small businesses are the engines of our economy, the innovators and the fabric of our community. We make Seattle more livable. And we're struggling. And Seattle's working families are struggling as well. So, I'm running because we've got to address the hard work ahead of us, and I'm not seeing a sense of urgency from City Council right now. The big problem that is impacting everybody is that the hospitality sector is has been decimated. Mm-hmm. We have got to have a plan for economic recovery that's long-term and inclusive in Seattle. And like I was saying, I do not see uh, the urgency on the part of city council to help the small businesses that really, really need help.
0: When was the last time there was a business person on the city council?
1: You know, I was was thinking about that, and I could be wrong, but I think that it was Jan Drago. Hmm. I think she owned an ice cream shop. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and you need somebody with a small business experience because uh, it is difficult to start and grow a business in Seattle. And, and we are the ones that know what would be of most help right now. And, and that's that's strictly focused on the pandemic. But uh, even beyond, there are ways that city council could really um, partner with the business community to help this region have a more vibrant Local economy.
0: Of course, the the big preoccupation of uh, a lot of groups in, in the city now is social justice. Um, it's it's fine to fix potholes, but it's got to be fair. You can't favor certain neighborhoods over others. So, what's your stand going to be on all that stuff?
1: I completely agree that anything that the city council does must be fair and must make sure that uh, that is having a positive impact on our most vulnerable communities and I'm about results, and right now I'm focused on jobs. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is the big thing for me. Anything that can help return jobs to the downtown core, to neighborhood business districts, that will help Seattle's working families. People are out of work, and uh, and they're struggling, and so first and foremost, we have got to bring jobs and resources back to the city because businesses do generate the resources that allow us to Pay for those um, those pieces mm-hmm. of legislation that you referred to that that will further social justice in this town.
0: So things like uh, what finishing the convention center, uh, finishing the light rail system, uh, dealing with homeless encampments.
1: Exactly, all of the above. Uh, our tourism industry is is suffering. We've got some problems on the horizon with um, building out our transit system. Homelessness encampments. There are huge issues facing Seattle City Council right now, but at the heart of any possibility of change is accountability. Mm -hmm. And by that, I mean, council has got to identify the outcome that it wants with a piece of legislation. Um, What are they trying to fix or what positive change are they trying to affect? and then have a plan for getting there. And that plan should include input from the widest array of constituencies possible, because quite often there are unintended consequences to pieces of legislation that are well-meaning. And then let's measure its success, and then course correct if necessary. I don't see the council doing any of these steps. I think that the council is failing at every step of the of the process of putting forward effective policies to deal with our biggest issues right now.
0: Well, I just, with the times I've watched city council meetings where public testimony is involved, uh, you you have a lot of activists there. You have a few small businesses there who are trying to get heard. They're usually not the uh, the loudest voices. And currently, since the, the spate of demonstrations, we've had private programs or nonprofit programs who say we have the solution? And it sounds like the the approach has been to sort of let a thousand flowers bloom and, and hand out grants to various groups and and hope that they work. Uh, I I take no position uh, one way or the other because I'm I'm not uh, deeply involved in this. But what I do know is whatever's been tried has made no difference in the the sloppy appearance of the city and the the miserable lives of the people who have to live in homeless camps. So I guess what I'm asking is do you have any new ideas? That uh, you're pretty sure will work
1: on homelessness, well, first of all, we have to stop talking about the homeless because these are individuals here, and they have ended up unsheltered for a variety of reasons. They may have fled abusive partners, they might have lost their job and can't afford rent, they're dealing with mental health or or um, addiction, and so we really do have to meet people where they are, understand what brought them into the situation, and then make sure that we understand what services are needed and how are we going to provide them? And that gets to your point. Clearly, we're doing something wrong because we keep spending more and more millions of dollars on a problem that's only getting worse. And that's partly because uh, council is not held accountable for its spending decisions. How do we measure the success of of the service providers with whom the city contracts, who defines the benchmarks of their performance, and, uh, and, and who evaluates their performance once those contracts are due. I don't want to get down a positive rabbit hole. I love me a, pol- a policy rabbit hole, though. <laughs> um, but the point is, is that I don't see the, the very simple steps of uh, explaining the rationale behind spending decisions and then making sure that, uh, that they work. And there is a wealth of information contained within the poppy report. And there are a lot of other uh, people, nonprofits and municipalities that have suggestions and track records of dealing better with homelessness than we do. Again, I do not like that word. A key thing that I will say is that I am looking forward to and will participate in uh, getting the regional body up and running, because there are Critical things that the Seattle City Council does not control, namely dollars for mental health and, and substance abuse, mm-hmm. that's in the hands of the county, and we have got to make sure that that those resources are getting to the people that are living on the streets and in in Seattle's parks.
0: Yeah, you mentioned the Poppy report, Barb Poppy, who is the city's homelessness consultant, who for years warned uh, the city that it was not doing the uh, was not doing the right thing. All right, so. Um, how would you characterize the the city council's current approach to homelessness
1: misguided uh and and a failure uh and i can only say that because clearly we're not we've been in a crisis for 5 years or 6 years i believe it was 2016 And the problem keeps getting worse. And when you look around the region at cities where rents are skyrocketing and people are losing jobs, you don't see the magnitude of the problem that you have here. And that's because what's going on in Seattle is a policy and humanitarian failure. And it's rooted in council's lack of accountability and a beholdenness to certain service providers and also uh, to doing business as usual when clearly change needs to take place. I do not have all the answers, but I am prepared to ask the hard questions and demand information and shake things up if necessary in the models that that are in place right now.
0: How would you approach the, the daily demonstrations and, in particular, the thing that really upsets people, the ones that end up either turning violent or providing, whether wittingly or unwittingly, cover for those who want to become violent?
1: I am very concerned about our downtown core. I walked down there recently and it's boarded up storefront after boarded up storefront. And this is happening in business districts and neighborhoods across the city. So I want to bring businesses and jobs back to downtown. And I very much welcomed the announcement from acting chief Diaz that crime associated with some protests will be investigated and prosecuted because, um, Nobody should be able to get away with with committing crimes. Crime is crime, and our downtown core is suffering. And so for the benefit of all, we really do need to discourage the crime that we have seen, the property damage, the vandalism, while respecting people's right to express their political opinion. We are not talking about peaceful protesters here. We are talking about folks that seem intent on damaging businesses and dampening people's willingness to even go downtown.
0: Now, of course, city council elections are nonpartisan, but it's generally understood that what you're talking about is just different shades of of Democrats. So as a
1: I call it, (laughs) I call it 50 shades of blue,
0: Yeah, 50 shades of blue. Okay, fair enough. Uh, so, uh, given that part of uh, running a campaign is, is either defining yourself or having others define you, I'll give you a chance to define yourself. I, I would, uh, my feeling is that most of the Seattle democratic establishment would look at you and say, well, we finally have a Republican in the race, but how would you, how would you, uh, define yourself?
1: I'm a pragmatic moderate mm-hmm. who is committed to social justice and also recognizes that we need to bring people together to to put forward effective policies. You ask a question, and you've probably been in these conversations a lot of times when I'm with uh, friends or acquaintances talking about Seattle, quite often their statement begins like this. You know, I used to be considered the most liberal of all my friends, or, (laughs) you know, my parents thought I was a communist when I was young, you know, I've always considered myself super liberal, but when I talk in Seattle, I feel like a Republican. And that is a reflection of how much our political discourse has, has gone to one side. And um there are a lot of people that just want city government to work. All right. Mm-hmm. They're, they want city council members to get out of their ideological silos and represent their constituents. And, you know, keep the streetlights on, fill the potholes, fix the bridges, clean the parks, ensure that communities feel safe. That is the work of city government. It might not be sexy, does not grab headlines, but it's what makes a difference in people's daily lives. And so I, I describe myself as the person that is, is best qualified to do that job, partly because I've worked in city government before, And so I do know how legislation works. I know that uh, public input is needed. I know what city council can and can't do. I will not make promises on the campaign trail that I cannot keep. And I know how to bring people together. So that plus the fact that I have started and grown a business in Seattle means that I am very qualified to, uh, to address the problems that we're facing right now with the pandemic with urgency because we're in an emergency. And move forward because crisis breeds opportunity and we've got a chance for a major reset here, Dave. And Michael is to restore public trust in in local government. And that starts with ensuring that city council is accountable for its actions.
0: Well, that's short and sweet. Of course, there's one more big question that inquiring minds want to know. Will there be free beer at the rallies?
1: You'll have to talk to our public health officials about that, because as you know, these in-person gatherings are on hold. That's right. Um, it's, it's. you know, I, I do want to say that I am um, very curious about what it will be like to campaign during COVID. Yeah. It's a whole new environment, and I will miss the intimacy Um But hopefully it will make it easier for me to hear from from other constituencies, from people that can't get in their car or on the bus or a bike to go to an event.
0: Yep, everything's on Zoom. And if you if you do doorbelling, you have to have a a six foot ruler with you at all times.
1: Yes. (laughs) There is one thing that you haven't asked me about, and that is the environment. You might sure. recall that in 2017, I was probably the strongest environmentalist in the race, and I have seen that body of policy take a back seat on city council in recent years. And so mm-hmm. I do want to make sure that in the midst of all the urgent, that we do keep pushing an environmental agenda, which is extremely important. And I'm talking about um, incubating companies that are focused on green technologies and renewable energies. Bringing climate protection back to the fore, what are we doing about our water, um, Puget Sound partnership, whatever happened to that. So there are, there are key issues that I will want to focus on because uh, we do have to keep our eye on the ball of, uh, on the environment. And uh, it's a passion for me. Sustainable Seattle-awarded Fremont Brewing, the um, Triple Bottom Lines Sustainability Award because of our focus, not just on um, community engagement and how we treat our employees, but also um, our sustainability practices. So, again, this is important and we need to keep striving to be the national leader that we once were on on climate and environmental policy.
0: All right. Sarah Nelson, who is running for Lorena Gonzalez's seat on the city council, which will be an open seat since Lorena Gonzalez is running for mayor. Thanks for coming on.
1: Thank you, David. It's always a pleasure talking to you.
0: Remember that when there's a longer version of the interviews on Seattle's Morning News, you can usually find it right here in the original form, unconstrained by the limitations of a live broadcast. And you can subscribe so that when someone says, did you hear what was on Seattle's Morning News? You can say, not only that, I heard the part that wasn't on Seattle's Morning News. So my advice is to subscribe. And then when we talk to an author, a politician, an entrepreneur, an artist, a scientist, a teacher, a journalist, a celebrity, you'll hear every word. I'm Dave Ross. Thanks for tuning in.